Hello and welcome to A Your Right Pal by me, Roscoe Burns, a podcast dedicated to men chatting about their mental health. The podcast is a way for men to share, to discuss and be open about their mental health. Listeners are advised that some of the topics may be triggering with potential mentions of addiction, self-harm, abuse and suicide. With that being said, I feel these topics are important to talk about and to share. And I hope you enjoy this episode of Your Eight Pal. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Your Eight Pal with me, Roscoe Burns. And this week I have a new guest who I will let him introduce himself. What's your name? Uh, my name's Jim. Hi Jim. And um, how you doing? I'm um, good, good thanks Yes good. It's a good day A very good day But yeah. stressful at work But what's new? What's new? Exactly Well, aye And the weather <laughs> as well Has got a bit aye. bad, hasn't it? Aye The weather's went crazy But at least Snow's cold today No, no I'll take no. rain out of the cold Now we sound a bit AA yeah. um, I feel it, sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say We're man AA uh, um, So basically I'll just kind of say how we know each other so me yeah. and you met at the boot camp for the Glasgow Raptors uh, can I ask actually before we kind of get into the whole thing um, what made you kind of join the Raptors because I've never asked you I, um, <laughs> randomly the, the main driver was um, I was changing job Okay. Um, I was going to work for home and um, I was going for work in an office like kind of hybrid to mm. five days a week in the house okay and I knew that wouldn't be fantastic for me no um, so I was like right and I wasn't going to the gym or anything at the time I didn't have like a an outside kind of interest so uh, I kind of googled um, gay sports teams mm-hmm. in Glasgow and um, eventually because it doesn't come up with that great a search result I kind of stumbled across it and it was the day before the boot camp was it aye okay. and I, I've literally messaged um, Ross aye. and was like is it too late to come along and he's like no no and no. that was it so did you know anybody? No. Nope. Not a not a soul. Not a soul. I'd and heard of the I'd heard of like the alphas before. Aye. Um, I I don't know if I'd ever heard of the raptors. I, I feel like maybe somebody had mentioned it, but yeah. um, I didn't know anything about it really. No. no. Did you go? Were you there from the very beginning then? Yep, hundred percent attendance. I mean, I, I know because the thing is yeah. as well, my memory is bad at the best yeah. of times, sort yeah. of thing. So I can't even remember myself being there, and anybody else. <laughs> but it was just I can because I remember just obviously being quite nervous. But I knew a couple of the guys mm-hmm. before, obviously, so I kind of helped in a way. Yeah. But but yeah, I'd heard through Ross because mm-hmm. obviously it was good pals with Ross, right. and obviously I'd met Brian and stuff, mm-hmm. but. Um, I always wanted to ask you that how you kind of like, knew no, about it and I, stuff. So and you're enjoying it, aren't you? I I love it. I'm a I'm a total addict. No. Yeah. I'm 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 on as they say. <laughs> and I'm just going to say as well because he won't say it himself. Well, maybe he will say it himself. But he is some player. And <laughs> the thing is as well, you would never in a million years think that he's what four or five months. How long have, have five you months been? No, five I months. Think I... You would never know that Jim has been playing for just five <laughs> months because the guy just battles through people, <laughs> and he also, as well, is worth mentioning. He gets selected for first team Evans, which was, and he got man of the well tournament. I'm, no, I was, I, I didn't get on the first team at Evans, but I ended up playing for the first and the second team. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, did you I, get man of the tournament? I get, I get forward to the tournament forward for the for the um, for the second team. Which um, was well deserved. Well, I, I appreciate it. it was no. it was a good tournament. It, it was, was. I would honestly shout out to the Raptors, but get down and get a go. Aye, no, definitely. Um, but no, you're you're definitely committed, and I appreciate that. You're absolutely fantastic. So, right, first question is with obviously mental health and um, doing this podcast. Yep. It's great the response. You know the response I'm getting from people. Mm-hmm. and it was something that has kind of been very overwhelming for me Mm -hmm. sort of thing because I genuinely thought nobody would be interested (laughs) to talk about it you know um, change days isn't it change days and it's definitely you know we were speaking about it in last week's episode it was about how different you know it was can I ask what age you are because I'm I'm 35 right so so there's what uh, three years between us Mm -hmm. so even back in when I was growing up and we've mentioned that the other day 
you know, it was completely different. Oh, aye. And I definitely think there is a shift, you know. Again, I'm going to repeat that, but it's also got a long way to go still, aye. you know. I I agree, and I, it's obviously I listened to the podcast, and um, I, something that really, like, I grew up in Easterhouse. Easter it was, you know, and it wasn't the place to grow up where you, you kind of, it was a very much that working class mentality, aye. especially for guys you get and you get own weight and that kind of thing. And I will say, I, I was lucky as a teenager that I had a, a good pal group that wasn't like that at all. Okay. Um, but that's the environment I think most people, especially in the west of Scotland, don't really think it matters where you grew up, but it was that kind of... No, definitely. Get on with it, you know? And yeah. I do think it is changing. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, I got a message from somebody who lived in England and they were saying, you know, they can identify that it can be like a west coast of Scotland thing, but they were saying... You know, like working class uh, cities and you know different places in England. Same, exactly. same stuff. Aye. aye, but I think for us, it's just because Easterhouse. I know it quite well, and mm. I can imagine growing aye. up there. It was like you know, if you were to admit back then, if there was something wrong with aye. you, you'd either it was that kind of almost oh, you're, you're all right, just go on. Aye. Aye. It's Do you know what I mean? Don't show weakness. Kind don't of show thing weakness. Aye. Almost that toxic kind of masculinity it thing, is. isn't it? But, um, of course. And I think that has got a, a lot to answer for a lot of people. Yeah. And that's and that's probably no even just in the as you say in the west of Scotland. I think yeah. that would be working probably no even just working class no, people it's, actually. It's, it's just right across the board. I would is, say. Aye. Aye. Definitely. No. Absolutely. No. So uh, one of the questions is. Mm-hmm. Is there a kind of a significant experience um, where you there was maybe something like wrong or you didn't feel comfortable? Because it's worth mentioning, and I know I'm sure it's okay for me to mention that you have had issues with depression. Is that yep, right? Aye, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. When I was younger, no, and I think looking back now, um, I would say there's I could probably spot more. But I, th- I think the the big one for me was do you know it's, I had a Facebook post up about uni the other day and that's how I know how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but probably about seven years ago, um, in my second towards the I, I went for college into uni a bit late. Okay. And well, no, a bit late. I was like twenty twenty eight. Yeah. Right. So I went went back late and um, towards I think the end of my third went straight into third year. So towards the end of my third year, I was struggling a wee bit, but it was kind of like I thought it was just uni. I mm-hmm. Thought it was just stress of uni and stuff. And I remember kind of knowing then that was maybe something up, but it didn't really hit until a year later. Okay. Um. Aye. And that was so I was I was probably late. You know, twenty twenty nine. Mm-hmm. But I think looking back now. I could probably say there was things going on when I was about 16 that were probably, you know, indicators that there was something there. Think, I, for, for me, when I, going back to looking back when I was younger, um, obviously I am gay. Um, and I think at that time, so much of your life is focused around that in one way or another. Mm-hmm. So I'd come out to my pals fairly young. I was, it was kind of out to my pal, one of my best pals when I was about 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't end up coming out, out, as I call it, to like my parents and stuff till I was... Weren't they one, maybe 22? Okay. But I think there was so much wrapped up in that mm-hmm. that you think it's just that, mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably is why mental health issues are more prominent mm-hmm. within that within the community, the community so yep. to speak. Because um, I think at a young age, you're dealing with no more than some other people, you know, you don't no. know what anybody's going through, but there's that added pressure pressure or, you know, this kind of fake life you leave. Yeah, you absolutely. think you're leading a double life mm-hmm. because. In one way, you're having to present as this masculine guy who you don't want to show or you don't want anybody to know your your, your truth, mm-hmm. but also battling your inner, inner demons, knowing about your sexuality Aye. and fancying guys and, you know, kind of having, like, is what I'm thinking or what, is what I'm feeling wrong? Do you know what yep. I mean? Aye. And obviously we have, you know, same generation type mm-hmm. thing. And on TV, there wasn't much no. at all. <laughs> I talk about you this know what a I mean? lot. We um, people in the team obviously, Aye. so we've got people. I think, I think all the young ones are straight, but <laughs> but even like people on the team who are a bit younger, I'm like, it's you forget. I, I grew up in the East End of Glasgow in nineties, early two thousands. It wasn't the place where you could come out and be like, oh, by the way, I know. you know, it just wasn't. No. Um, and there was nothing on telly. I remember. No. I think the L word maybe was on, but I don't. I didn't really watch it because it was for lesbians. But did I like to watch that for? And I, that was, <laughs> I, I totally. I think yeah. that was a bit later as well. Mm-hmm. My my kind of gay awakening was queer as folk. I so I I don't remember. 
Queerest Folk, the Channel 4 one? Because, I know, I, I can tell you why, because if you're years younger than me, so I must have been 16, I think. Yeah. 15, 16 minutes. See, I remember the American one. Aye, so because basically you would have probably been too young to, to watch. Uh, but I remember, having a, I remember having to literally watch it in my room with the volume doing fucking shit in my cell. Case somebody, somebody walked, walked in. in and literally the remote in my home, Aye. like just ready to press another channel. <laughs> um, but that was my awakening, watching Aye. it and going, and also literally thinking to myself oh my god because it was so like I oh, mean, it was it didn't hold any punches does it no not at all and i was like you know it was the first time that I'd ever, i think it was the first it's the first time i'd ever seen two lassies kiss on screen was brookside right? Aye, right and it was anna frio and another actress and then queer as folk and i remember watching it in that scene which is quite early on mm. in the in the episode and literally just going, oh my god, and and it was like, oh, I, I, it was like a mixture of panic, but also I'm so glad that this is actually on TV. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Aye. And not understanding the kind of enormity of it. No, you don't at that age. And I think I was lucky. I was a mad geek growing up, so I was I was lucky. I had a really good computer and I had the internet. You know, and everything's on the internet, so that was fine. But um, so it, it wasn't like it wasn't an awakening for me. But I think now you don't realise how much an impact it just being normal on the TV probably oh, had for you. Whereas now you know there's there's a lot merit. There's still a ways to go. Like there's you know the show Heartstoppers, just a nice wee show. Mm-hmm. Now and you're like, if I would have had that when I was that age, is that the two? Know? Is that on Netflix? Aye, it's the wee rugby guy. It's like based on a comic, I think. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend. I <laughs> definitely, Aye. and because the thing is as well, I was quite. I I didn't even know really much about it, and um, it was Brian was here one day and said, "Do you want to watch it?" And I was a bit hesitant because I didn't really know what it was about. I thought it was like a teenage thing, and then Aye. like I just like no, I didn't even know anything. I just thought it was like a, a sweet teenage thing, and then literally me and him binged it that whole day. Oh. I was in tears. I think it's it was the first way. time I'd ever seen. Brian in tears and it was just like you said having that then mm-hmm. would have helped definitely myself Aye, I'm sure a lot of people too. and the, what I loved about it as well was like the diversity in it Aye. and not using actors to play no I mean? it's just it's, go watch it definitely <laughs> I know definitely um, so basically so leading on to obviously you were speaking about your depression mm-hmm. and when it was like in uni and stuff mm-hmm. so how has it kind of affected you and your life has can I ask as well like have you have you been to doctors yes yeah. I, so at, at uni I'd kind of rode it out and I'd, so I kind of packed uni in halfway through my fourth year partly because of that I think especially looking back and I was just I just wasn't in a, a place to finish my fourth year mm-hmm. Um, so I got my degree and then I thought I'm not staying for the honours I'm not doing it but I think so after that I'd went back to I used to work in a pub um, and it's funny because I remember saying to my boss look, and I was really good pals with my boss still, still in contact with her and I'd say to her because I'd, I'd eventually I'd went to the doctors at that point and um, I used to day camp America ah, right? so yeah, I've yeah. done it I've done it alone and I wasn't sure if I was still going to do it but there's um, a rule in it that when you fill in your medical form you, if you say you're depressed you can't go Right. Ah, and yeah, people yeah. don't know this but I know people that have applied and that's why they've been rejected yeah. and um, so I went to the doctor and I was adamant that mm-hmm. she would not put depression mm-hmm. on my medical records mm-hmm. and she went no it's fine it was, a, it was a really actually the first time I went was when I lived in Dumbarton and it was the local health centre and it was a locum doctor and I think she must have been about 21 Aye. and she was fantastic I'll say that she was really she's like don't worry about it I'll just put low mood you know there'll be no issues all that kind of stuff and I'm like right, cool so I went back to the pub and I'd said to my boss, look, I'm on antidepressants kind of thing, because she's my pal. And she's like, you're, she says there's four years on it in here. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. And it was, it was, that was a bit of a take back, but I um, was in the pub for a while and then it was was fine. I didn't really stick to it because I thought, I felt a lot better coming out of uni, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. And then stuck to the pub, ended up having a massive phone out <laughs> in the pub with my boss and that kind of stuff. Walked out my job months later. And then was working somewhere else, blah blah blah, and after pills at this point. Okay. And then ended up working in another place. It's a whole life story you're getting here. But <laughs> fast forward a couple of months and it was kind of hitting me again, I think. Especially looking back now. And I think I knew something wasn't right. My two, two I've got two really close pals, um, Scott and Sean, they won't mind me, mind me mention them. But um and I'd been saying to my pal Scott and he he'd kinda of been known about talking in chats and he's like, You're right, can I start? And I'm like, I'm fine and I think what tipped me at the edge towards the doctors is 
where I worked, I went in one day and there was a load of women standing up greeting mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, what, what's going on kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And you were kind of talking about something similar last week but um, I found out one of the guys who worked there, who was in his late 50s. He'd taken his life. Aye, he'd taken his life, he'd went to his work, done his work, done his paperwork yeah. and his wife had phoned in being like, where is he? Mm-hmm. And they were like, what are you talking about? He should have finished four years ago. And they, they found him at the last place he was supposed to work yeah. and it you know, t- took his own life. So And I think it, it took me aback a bit because I was still fairly new mm-hmm. and I, I, I didn't know the guy, didn't, didn't know anything no, about And um, I was like, right, cool. And I think that probably led and to the point where my mate was like, you need to go to the doctors. Aye. And it was horrid. Yeah. <laughs> it was an absolutely horrible experience. It was a total counterpoint to my first one. I made an appointment and as anybody knows it's done it, you you hum and haw, you don't want to do it, and then you eventually do it, and you're, it's it's like, as you said last week, it's like coming out, you just don't want to do it, you just, it's like, it's like the worst thing in the world. And I went, and um, I went into the doctors, and I remember within two minutes, I thought, there's not a chance, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Immediately I was like... Didn't feel no. comfortable? Didn't feel comfortable. It was just a really horrible experience for a, do- a doctor, to be honest. He was just very dismissive, and Aye. I didn't even start talking about my mental health, Aye. and I just thought, I'm no, no. there's not a chance. So I literally finished my appointment, walked straight out, made another one, and I went, I, I don't want to see that doctor again, can you put me in a different doctor? And about a month later, I went in, <laughs> and um, and it, she, it was a woman doctor, and she was lovely, and they put me on, I think, I think it was Sertraline, I think it's the go-to. Sertraline, no. um, I and uh, we were on that, and they obviously monitor you quite closely for a mm-hmm. month. Um, and I felt like shit on it, <laughs> you know. Okay. But I so that was me at the doctors. Aye. I've never actually taken mm-hmm. any um, like Aye. antidepressants or that, just because I've had issues with addiction before. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Aye. So I always kind of had this uh, this idea that I just Aye. you know what I mean. I've got addictive personality sort of thing. But it's not that it's not a case of I would need if I had, if mm-hmm. I would definitely do it. And I always say to people, you know, it, medication. It's your choice yeah. whether you go on it or not. Mm-hmm. Find out as much as possible yeah. about it as well. Because I think doctors, and again, we're not going to run them down to the ground. No. They're fantastic. But I think sometimes people... They've got 10 minutes to fix you. Yeah, right. 10 minutes to fix you. But also as well, people sometimes take, say, an, an antidepressant or an anxiety medication. And they don't know anything about it. No. And you're going home and you're on the internet. You're going on the internet. And the thing is as well, the internet can really have a detrimental effect because it will tell you all the bad things about it. Yeah. We like antidepressants and stuff, you know, there will be side effects that come mm-hmm. to it. But also sometimes there's that kind of judgment that people it's like, Oh, you're on antidepressants. Absolutely. And there's like this fear of telling people right. that you're on them as well. Do you get do you do you feel that or have you ever experienced that? Absolutely. I um I at the time um I was actually working with my best pal, Sean. I'd, I'd got my job in my in my work, and he was the only person. Him, he was the only person in the full work that um, knew I was taking because mm-hmm. um, he was my pal. Was, and I've got another really close pal who I worked with in the same place. I didn't tell her. I don't think I did. And because I'm 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 awful at taking pills. Uh-huh. Like I'll get a course antibiotics and I never finish them. Oh, and me I'm, too. I'm shocking uh-huh. at it. And I thought, right, I'll take them into work. Uh-huh. So every morning at half nine, I took it. Um, when I go to, and I think it's important to. To remember, like I, th- I think some people think you get a pill and it's fine and you're good. Mm-hmm. The reason they monitor you so closely that first month is it can have a detriment. It can have the absolute Aye. opposite effect. Aye. It throws you right, right down a, a well kind of thing. And I didn't have that, but it's a stabilizer. It doesn't make Aye. you better. No. It's not supposed to make you better. Mm-hmm. It literally just flattens you. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a great time on them. Okay. I, I will say I, I, I pr- it probably did stabilize me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had issues with. I couldn't sleep. You know, you go, you're knackered. Like a wee insomnia. It wasn't insomnia for me. I'd go to bed and you're knackered and I'd wait, I'd fall asleep for maybe four and a half, five hours and I'd wake up and that'd be me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't get a decent sleep. So it was like short, short. Aye, and I just, I almost felt a wee bit zombie-ish on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not the quietest guy in the world. I'm no, mm-hmm. you know, we shy type you kind are. of thing. I, I wasn't, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel bad on them, but I didn't feel good on them. Was it a case, because the thing is as well, like obviously I've only known you for five months, but one thing, you know, it's quite evident and, and one thing I will say about you is, outgoing guy, right. you're a lovely guy, you're a friendly guy, you're very, you know, outgoing and you're kind of like approachable, taking them, did that change any of those kind of <sighs> characteristics? You know, it's a weird one, I think, um, I don't know. 
you know, the only person that probably tell is my pal. I just felt that I didn't feel like myself on that. Okay. But I don't think anybody else particularly noticed. Okay. Because, as I said, depression's such a unique thing to people. So I didn't have the issue where getting out of bed was always my thing. Mm-hmm. And that's always been my thing my whole life. <laughs> right? that's, that's, it's the eternal struggle. Right. But I think I missed my work twice mm-hmm. in a period of year. I, it's, I always went somewhere and I was done it. And I ended up, I think I ended up only taking them for about three months. Okay. Um, because they want you back for a visit oh, yeah, and I didn't yeah. want to go aye yeah. aye um, but I think it was mere the fact that I'd spoke to my pals and then I kind of, it was kind of out there aye the, the medication wasn't the, fan, the best thing for me and I honestly probably should have went back to the doctor right. and been like look this one isn't working for me yes. and I think speaking to different people knew mm-hmm. who were very lucky in the rugby team there's a lot of healthcare professionals yeah definitely but speaking definitely. to people who are kind of a wee bit in that field or whatnot mm-hmm. And knowing that there's alternatives out there, oh, that course. you can go and speak to it and be like, look, this one's making you do this, mm-hmm. you can't sleep. There's ones that make you almost impotent to a point, there's ones that make you, you know, it's mm-hmm. finding that balance that it's working for you. Of course, and the thing is as well, like, you know, on the topic of uh, antidepressants and medication mm-hmm. is mental health and having mental health issues, everybody's got a unique right. um, story or mm-hmm. um, a uniqueness to their mental health in a mm-hmm. way, right? So not every medication is going to work for everybody. Yeah. I've spoken to loads of people, like clients and uh, friends, family, who have tried like citalopram because I think what, ha- mm-hmm. what people tend to get is citalopram quite early. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, then they'll go into fluoxetine. But I think it's important, like you said, is mm-hmm. maybe to go back and say, listen, this isn't working. Is there, any, is there anything else? And it's, aye, it's that kind of catch-22, isn't it? Because it you is. don't want to go speak to a doctor, but the only people who can kind of help you with your medication yeah. are a doctor, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Own medication, I ended up kind of just coming after it. And how did that make you feel? Do you know, at the time, I couldn't tell you. I, no. I cannot remember actively making a choice to come after oh, or anything yeah. like that. I think I just kind of stoked. Okay. Um, and uh, But what what's always worked for me is, um, and this kind of leads back into the rugby, and I, I know we, we spoke about but like sport and depression kind of thing. I have paid an obscene amount of money to group PTs over the last five years or okay. something. No, because it was particularly I wanted a group PT, but I know if, if I've got a gym membership, I'll no bother mask on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's routine. What helped me more than anything was routine exercise. And I'm no like I'm no some ripped guy that's in the best shape shape of my life and that never have been. But it's the commitment of doing regular exercise mm-hmm. three days a week. Honestly, the biggest turning point for me is like when I got my dog mm-hmm. because it was a focus. I focus absolutely. I go uh, get a wee dog. Shout out to Cooper the staffy. Um, <laughs> go to wee dog and getting out every day and having an hours exercise. Yeah. I walk and I'm quite lucky where I live out in the middle of nowhere. So you've got and places to walk. So I well actually I'm in Clydebank, but there's. Like a walk, Aye. it's two minutes out the road and you're, you're in the middle of fields and whatever. And that every day was my get out and just have a bit of... Cl- and it did help, honestly. Um, and I know it's always cliche, get out and exercise, but that walk, which wasn't, you know, the worst thing in the world for an hour, just a bit of fresh air, mm-hmm. with an audio book in or a bit of music or mm-hmm. nothing, whatever works for you, helped me a lot. And I think that probably helped me come off yeah. the medication. Okay. And then it was back into group PTs where I was getting the exercise and kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but just routine for me was, as I say, I won't go to the gym myself. Mm-hmm. But if you and me say, right, I've got to go to Mon- Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll go because I know you're waiting for me. Aye, aye. That's just my personality, aye, you know. Aye. If it's for me, I'm like, oh, well, yeah. And I think, but do you know what? I don't think you're the only person because as a PT, you know, it's a very common thing is, you know, the gym can be a terrifying place. Absolutely. Because the thing is as well, like I had a lot of reservations about becoming a PT because I thought I'd get laughed at because I wasn't a big guy. And it took me a while, even when I graduated, or graduated, but when I qualified, sorry, got a job and I was working, I was a tallest guy mm-hmm. but the slimmest mm-hmm. and I thought to myself I'm never going to get a client so as a PT I found the gym intimidating aye, aye. and I can honestly that's where I have got you know the empathy for people who go to the gym on their own or are scared to go mm-hmm. on their own sort of thing but you're right it's like see if you've got somebody to go with it just gives you that kind of boost to go and, it does. and, and you've got that support in there because mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing everybody that's listening as mm-hmm. well 
is it's a year now I've, I've been PTing and I will tell you if you think somebody is looking at you or judging you or no yeah. it's probably actually the other way about because mm. they're probably thinking to themselves because there's always somebody bigger than the always. next guy do you know always. what I mean and that's one thing as well I, that's where there was a kind of light bulb moment in my head I thought to myself you, you might see a guy who is massive but there's going to be a bigger guy than him aye, there's going to be a fitter guy than me aye. it's like you're overcoming you have to kind of overcome that in a way it's it's that kind of thing uh, you know it's, it's easy to say but you just don't you can't judge yourself based on others you just can't no. but, um, I was lucky the first time I went to the gym it was a group PT and that's probably why I stuck with that thing and it was a boy I knew from when he was a wee boy and he's massive he's a wee bit bigger than me but yeah. he's, he's massive it's the best gyms class I've ever been I knew half of them just because they were kind of people yeah. I grew up with um, but they weren't my pals or anything I just knew, knew them. them and it was a real good mix because you had people who were super fit super super fit <laughs> and you had a 55 year old one with arthritis Aye. me who'd never been to the gym before yeah. and it was a great class um, and just and that's why I stuck with that format because it was that guilt there's, a, there's people waiting on you Aye. Aye. do you know what I mean and that's what got me back that's what helped me like I think came off the medication for a bit no that was actively trying I just stopped taking it yeah and how long so how long ago was that when you stopped taking it Um, must be six five six years right okay Mm. so you've not been medicated for that time no and so Mm. basically just to clarify because I think that's amazing so in six years the fact that you came off the medication and you have just basically done this routine and that is what has kind of helped you aye um, don't get me wrong there's there's times when I'm like I should probably (laughs) speak to a doctor it's never been as bad as it was at that yeah. like I, I had a, a real watershed moment I think where no just my pal was saying you need to go speak to somebody and then I'd went to the doctor and that's when I told my other pal Sean actually once I'd been to the doctor and it was my mate Stag do actually and we went to Germany and I was on the tablets so this is really early on after I'd been to the doctor and I told Sean the extent of it kind mm. of thing and um, it, it was just a weird one, you know, because it was like, why did I not tell him? Aye. You know, I've been pals with these two now for 24 years, 22, 23, 24 years, something like that. Aye, it was just a weird one, and there is times, you know, I've had rough days since. And um thing for me that I know, that, and I know it sounds like a stupid marker, but you, you fill out these, you know, questionnaires if you've got depression, right? And it's always the same kind of thing if you think about hurting yourself. But the one that you think for me is saying to the doctor, I'm like, burst into tears for no reason. Aye. You know, and I'm off quite a, I'm more like, I'll greet it in, right? But, you know, I'd be like, there'll be an advert on, and I'm like, what the f- what, yeah. why am I greeting it? It's just nonsense, you know, there's nothing, nothing. And that was the big thing for me, and the doctor's like, it's just part of the, that's part of the depression. Aye, it's aye, that, aye. It's that up and down. Yep. I yep. was never, I, I, I'm probably looking at a, don't think I've ever had anxiety to, to go along with it. Um, I don't know, I, I obviously I'm kind of diagnosed myself, but I'm, I'm lucky in that way that it's been just a kind of thing. Mo- getting motivated, kind of, you know, doing that has always been my biggest struggle. And I think as well, like just speaking to you now and hearing you now, it's as if like maybe in the past six years, it sounds like you're kind of understanding it a lot more as you're coming you know like I, within the six years so like recognising now that bursting into tears for any for reason mm-hmm. or watching an advert or whatever right. that's just part of it and it's like you'll learn these wee things and I think that's what's good about maybe like you said speaking to people because I think, I, I, I th- it's it's that that once you tell somebody right and it's probably like a lot of mental health issues yeah. no matter what it is why don't you speak to somebody? You know, it was I was I, I focused everything on my pal Scott at the time, and he's like, "Look, I don't know what to do. Help me. You need to go and see a doctor, kind of thing." And then speaking to Sean, and Sean helped me a lot because we were working, and once it was out, and you know, between him and Scott, was, there was a few rough days, right, like super rough mm-hmm. kind of weeks and stuff at the start. Once they'd known, and um, just knowing kind of that you're, it's all right to be in a Aye. a bad slump mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. a day, and I still have them. You know, a c- couple of weeks ago, I thought it's just, it's just a rough day, mm-hmm. and it's important on the days. And I'm very lucky now with the rugby. Mm-hmm. So the rugby to me has replaced my PT group mm-hmm. that I was paying 150 quid a month yep. for, or whatever it was. Yep. You know, it's unsustainable really. Right. But to me, that was that was my medication of that course, I was paying for at that time. Um, yeah. And so the rugby to now is to me is on a on a what we on Tuesday Thursday yeah. <laughs> on a Tuesday or a Thursday gone and having that tours or running about mm-hmm. sometimes smashing into folk yeah. you know yeah. um, is 
my kind of medication yeah. and it's nothing to do with the rugby it's no. the routine yeah. and a bit of exercise mm-hmm. tires you get mm-hmm. to sleep I still have nights where you're thinking in bed and you're like mm-hmm. insomnia was a big thing for me before I was medicated as well it's just coping mechanisms really it you is, know what I mean I think yeah because I think what there's this myth that it's like a broken leg uh-huh. you know what I mean and it just goes away one and day and it doesn't Disney some people are fortunate they get to a point where it isn't a part of their thing yeah, anymore yeah. but for me I don't know if that'll ever happen hopefully who knows but it's fine to, for it to be a part of you and I think that's the big realisation that if you can get to that point that well, having arthritis it's always there mm-hmm. <laughs> right? might be good might be bad some days are better than others mm-hmm. but just having and I think having a coping mechanism Mm-hmm. and a group of people who know that you've got it because it's a weird one I was saying like I was talking about it the other day I was like I never told any of my family mm-hmm. not, not a single person and still having it to this day mm-hmm. funnily enough no because and maybe it was at the time but a shame or I didn't want to deal with it yeah. and, and up until very recently I still struggled to talk about it but I think no with my pals mm-hmm. they know they know and I didn't used to like saying the word depression it was like when I was having a rough time that uh-huh. was it when I was yeah. having a rough time yeah <laughs> But no, it doesn't bother me. No. And I think that's partly also recognising that it's all right, it's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Which is a struggle. It is, of course it is. But do you know what you've said? You, honestly, you've like brought up so many points there. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember every single one of them. But the thing is, the one thing that you did mention was the rough days, right? Mm-hmm. The good and bad days. And one thing that I now do is I allow myself to, see if I'm having a bad day, I allow myself to feel what I want to feel. Instead of trying to force myself. And you know, whatever works, it's an individual thing. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, I will reach out to somebody, don't get me wrong. Like I never sit and think to myself, I can't speak to somebody. But say I'm feeling like sad or emotional, because I'm an emotional guy, Mm -hmm. very emotional guy. And I wear my heart on my sleeve. But before I would always think to myself, I need to get out, I need to do things that normal people do. No, I'm like, do you know what? See, if I have a bad day, I'm lying in this bed, I'm putting on Netflix, and I'm going to watch whatever I want for the whole day, and see Mm -hmm. if I don't, see as long as I get a shower, and I've got a a munch on, that's all that matters. But also as well, it's like, I try and make sure that now is a lot better, but back in maybe like a good few years ago, Mm -hmm. when the addiction was probably at the worst, those days were, were becoming more regular. Aye. So whereas now, what I, for myself is, my, my bad days are far and few between, whereas yeah. they were daily for a long time. Aye. And then recently, you know, we spoke about it just before we did uh, started the podcast, the knee injury. Mm-hmm. You know, my uh, the first couple of days were extremely difficult. My mental health declined. It was like a case of, I thought to myself, couldn't I, like, I wanted to get back, I physically yeah. couldn't. I? So I was like, that was, that was kind of a way of going, right, do you know what? Be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop putting pressure on yourself. Do you know? I think, and it's, it is about finding, it's fine. I think when you need to be actively looking and getting help almost is uh-huh. when your days start piling up. Yep, yep, yep. It's yep. when your days definitely, start piling up. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But no, I think it's like, and I also think it's healthy to be able to be like, do you know what, I'm not having a good day. Mm-hmm. And like you said, speak to somebody. Right. And I've got, you know, my, my contacts, you know, Aye. I've got my pal Kay, who is like, you know, she knows every, basically everything Aye. about me. I know everything about her, sort of thing. I've got my, my contacts that I know that I can definitely reach out to and speak to. But, but yeah, and it's I, you said as well the word depression and saying that word. Right. It's hard because we were speaking about it last week is the, once it's out, it's out, mm-hmm. right? But also as well, it's like a judgment, a fear of judgment. The word itself, like until recently, I think until influx of celebrities coming out with expressing and telling uh, the world about their mental health which was amazing but at the same time it was like even then it would be like I don't know if I can still actually say I feel depressed I think as well there's a there's a positive and a negative side of it becoming more mainstream right as as a discussion right because it's almost I remember you asking your guest last week, but when did, when did you know about mental health, mm-hmm. right? And the big one for me was um, I had a few pals working through stuff in school, and they and I, I never done it, but the um, you know cutting was a mm-hmm. big thing mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. That was a big thing, mm-hmm. and a lot of people kind of jumped on the bandwagon, mm-hmm. and it was almost oh, like you're doing it, I'm doing it kind of okay. thing. Whereas I had one pal who was going through quite a lot, and you know you wouldn't know that's uh-huh. the difference, yeah. but. And you can't you can't obviously belittle somebody's experience, but there's there's part of people who go, oh, I'm so depressed today, and I was like, see if you were, you would never say that. <laughs> and it's 
that's what we say maybe they've just got a healthier concept to mm-hmm. it but sometimes I think we do now have a culture sometimes where people like oh, I've got anxiety and I've got this and you're like have you really mm-hmm. and you know and it almost belittles it sometimes no I, to- I totally agree I, d- I, d- I do agree and I think as well like you're absolutely right because I, sometimes you'll see a celebrity coming out and saying that they've got something right and I'm not going to mention their name no, but there's one in particular who's literally had everything mm-hmm. but she will come out and say pretty much on a monthly basis that there's something new mm-hmm. but then goes back and it's that almost like if I was looking up to that person which I'm not but if I was looking up to that person it kind of almost says a negative a wee bit of like a negative what's the word influence I suppose uh, to um, me the, the comparison that I always use is people I've had one migraine in my mm-hmm. life right and I was in stuck in a room for two days with a damp cloth and you know in darkness and I know I've, I've had a few pals and work colleagues who suffer from migraines and my old colleague who used to work on Widow one day just turned around and went I need to get mm-hmm. he was like I've got a migraine coming on and I need and that was him he was off work for three days mm-hmm. and you get people like oh I've got a migraine the day they pop to paracetamol and they're fine and they're like <laughs> you've not got a migraine you know that's not because you would know aye, aye. and it's, it's kind of like that to a point and I'm not saying that maybe they're on the, the road but if you've got people think depression's feeling sad for a day aye. that's not what it is no. you know it's it's struggling to get up and go to a shower of course you know, of course. and it's different for everybody it so is. and I think sometimes obviously the more we talk about it and it's it's only a good thing yep. but I think sometimes that level of kind of dismissiveness almost right. doesn't help people to come to grips with yep. you know I don't just feel sad today mm-hmm. I feel like the worst fucking thing on the planet yeah. excuse my language no <laughs> totally um, you know and it's, totally. it's that kind of thing so no, no, I definitely, no, I completely, like, I do agree. And, but, like you said, it's it's about opening up and speaking, like, stuff like this, doing this, and this mm-hmm. is why I've said that, you know, plenty of times. The reason is to try and get more people to be open. And one thing I will say is, during the last one, the last podcast, mm-hmm. the response I've mm-hmm. had has been phenomenal. Good. To the point <laughs> where, no, I know. Right. And, and the thing is as well, like, I woke up this morning and had messages on Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp. Everybody mm-hmm. was so supportive. And then again, people messaging on Instagram who I'd never, mm-hmm. uh, I'd never, never spoken right. to. But and it, I burst into tears because right. I just thought to myself, this is exactly the reason why I've done this. It's, it, it, I suppose it's just about finding that kind. Of, it's almost like finding community. Uh huh. It's a community. You know, it's, it is. It's that people. It's just people who can understand where you're coming mm-hmm. from, and you know that shared experience that you think it's just me. Mm-hmm. It's just this is just me. It's just you know blah blah blah. And then you hear somebody saying. No, I've done the exact same thing. Of course, know? I know. And I think that's it. Uh huh. And it is. It's about like you know, one guy you know messaged today and said that the the topics that we spoke about last mm-hmm. time, you know, he said that he suffers from them, mm-hmm. and he was like, I find it really hard to talk to anybody about it. But listening to two guys right. just casually talking about it, mm-hmm. he said he enjoyed it, and he's like, I didn't even expect to enjoy listening about yeah, it. Yeah. And I, but I thought to myself, because you think you should enjoy listening. To yeah, you, but yeah. it was just like this is this sort of response, but which I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. But wasn't expecting and you know it's going to continue and I hope it does continue and I've definitely got plenty of more people lined up so but yeah it is about like finding the community and just knowing that you can speak to people so one last question Mm -hmm. and it's basically I mean we've kind of covered most of it because I was going to say you know what advice would you give to anybody who might feel the same way that you have and it's we've spoke about you know last week we spoke about accepting it yourself is probably the hardest Mm -hmm. part could be the hardest part yeah. but also definitely speaking to someone right and I think I think that is the importance and so I, I had super low days when you think you're the and it, obviously we were talking about suicide last week mm-hmm. and like I got to that point where kids were talking about it and it's like it's I liked how you were talking about um, I forget what you said but it's like this is selfish right it's no selfish mm-hmm. right because when you're that person you think you feel like you're doing people a favour uh huh yeah like, of that's, course. that's how it's of no course. selfish right when you get to that point, and I'm lucky, I'm lucky enough to know that people, and both lucky enough to know people within my kind of extended friend group that have attempted it, mm-hmm. luckily survived, mm-hmm. you know, after, in one case, jumping off a bridge onto the motorway, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and absolute, and not absolutely fine now, but certainly alive here and functioning, you Is know. Is this a friend of yours? Aye, right. aye a, fr- a friend of a friend, so okay. to speak, who I would consider a pal now. Yeah. But, and that was, a, that was a, that happened, you know. And that, and you know, my, through my whole depression, know that it's done. 
but through my whole bad period, mm-hmm. that guy didn't even pop into my head. Yeah. Didn't think about him for a second. But now, you know, as as a kind of male, it's a step away from it kind of thing. But reach out and speak to somebody. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel like you can speak to anybody in, in within your group kind of thing, mm-hmm. if you don't have a group, no, everybody does. Mm-hmm. There's so many helplines and yeah. hotlines and honestly charities because mm-hmm. do you know what phoning 999 probably isn't going to give you much good no. but it's still a, it's still an option if you yeah. need to do it you know I think your, your pal spoke about last week about how long it takes to Aye. get access to care yeah. and that's only getting worse Aye, I know, I know. know so. and unfortunately I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon no. but the positive also as well and one thing I did say that I've not done yet is I'm going to start Posting uh, links, links to, yeah. to like services, especially because there's quite a few in Glasgow, helplines, mm-hmm. Samaritans as well. Yeah. That I would always promote is just picking up the phone, yeah. and it's a complete stranger. They're ex- they're experienced. This is what they they get trained to do, mm-hmm. and I think people have that fear of they're going to judge me, and it's like they won't. Yeah. You know, it's it's pick, please pick up that phone. The, the, I, just, the last thing I would say is. I could never pick up the phone and speak to somebody. Yeah. Right. But I was see your te- like text messages, WhatsApp. It's so much easier to kind of write it down mm-hmm. and just hit send. Of course. Just hit send, and it's it's that first time when somebody says you're right, pal, uh, and and you go no. No. That's that's the that is your absolute turning point. Is when you can say to somebody, no, I'm not get I'm not doing great today. Yeah. It is because as everybody's automatic response is like I'm alright. Uh, exactly, you know what it is yeah. though, because it's even like say at rugby. There's so many of us, right? And you go in, you go, "Hey, you, I am good." But it's just because there's so much happening at rugby. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like you know, there's been times that I have maybe gone and I have maybe been feeling my best. At that point, somebody will say to me, "You're right," and I'll go, "I'll go." I am okay and I'll give a wee nod Aye. and then when we get back in I'm on the phone and I think it's it's, it's again about Calvin community but even at rugby now I've got people within rugby yeah. who I'll be like I just need a minute Aye. you know it happened the day, this week I was just like I just need a minute mm-hmm. I'll be fine I'm good I just need a minute did you mean you needed a minute just to take for yourself I I just you know, wasn't it wasn't it anything that was going on? I just thought I just need a wee minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because um, I say rugby is my minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want it as my my kind of stress relief, but it was just mm-hmm. I just needed a wee minute at rugby to be like, and people, and you know, it is so supportive. People that are is. always like, "You're right," and I was like, "I'm fine. I just need a minute." Mm-hmm. And as well, and I think what's good about people who are kind of not in the same boat, but get a bit of experience or get experience dealing with people, they know sometimes that the best thing sometimes is to just leave somebody for a mm-hmm. minute. Yeah, you know, um, and that's I'll say the last last thing I'm going to say. But no, 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 keep going. It's the, the thing is as well. Like I'm a fixer, mm-hmm. right? I like to fix everything mm-hmm. for everybody. Realizing that sometimes you can fix something yeah. for somebody is such a big thing. And just being, you know, it's it, talk about coping mechanisms. For me, sometimes my stress relief is turning on. I'm a mad gamer. Turning on my Xbox, yeah. playing a computer game for a meal, and see if it's just my pal when we're playing together. Mm-hmm. That's just as good as somebody mm-hmm. sitting in a room watching a mm-hmm. film with me, mm-hmm. or. As you say, sometimes you don't like to talk, you don't like whatever, but having somebody there mm-hmm. in some capacity, whether it be through a chat, talking on WhatsApp, mm-hmm. makes such a difference to people. So, you know, you get these campaigns, it's reach out, mm-hmm. <clears throat> ask ask people if they're all right. It does make a big difference it to somebody. It definitely does. Because they will never turn around and go, no, I'm no. Aye. So that, that kind of thing, if your pal's acting a wee bit weird... Just rock up, yeah. you know, to Aye. say, you know, so... We message. Aye, we Aye. message. And I think i seen, I'm sure i seen an advert recently, and it was more, they're kind of steering towards now texting mm-hmm. rather than phoning, because I think... It's easier. It's easier in, in mm-hmm. a way, and I know that for myself, sometimes I can express myself a lot better in writing in a text than on the phone. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do need a phone call, mm-hmm. sometimes I need a WhatsApp or right. a messenger. There is, and I, I cannot remember for the life of me where I've seen it, but I definitely, I'm sure I've seen this campaign where there, there are numbers that you can text and it is just more of a, a, a text I chat. think they're moving on with the times kind yeah. of thing. Because who phones each other mostly? I know, I know. Yeah. and the thing is as well, everything is about like messaging. It's like, I literally, I hardly, the only person I really speak to on a regular basis on the phone is my ma? I'm the same, <laughs> and it's Aye. and it's it's purely just because we're so accessible. What's yep. that Aye. message? Messenger. Sometimes you know, I would say as well that taking a break for social media is absolutely necessary. Um, one of the best things I've ever done was kind of just take a break for Facebook. Yep. You know. Well, do you know what? Let's talk about that quickly because I think 
social media, we spoke about it, Darren, me spoke mm-hmm. about social media, but you saying that, taking that break, is so healthy. Right. I do it actually every um, couple of, I would say every couple of months, mm-hmm. I deactivate my account. Right. And I give myself, at least I think it's a week, because I know that if you reactivate, you can't deactivate for another week sort of thing. Oh, really? So yeah, so basically what I do is, there's like, there's times where I'm like, do you know what, I just need a, a complete mm-hmm. break for social media and I swear to God, it's so healthy right. and it's so good for not just like the, the mind but just for the soul, just to right. gain a... It can be, it's, it's uh, me and my pal Mock used to talk about this all the time, it's the best and worst thing that's ever happened to humans. It's social it's, media Aye Because it it's is. so good In so many ways it But it's so yep. So bad in so many Like I, ne- I never went To the extent of deactivating I just kind of What I stopped doing Was reading comment sections Yeah About it Because it absolutely Makes you despair And see when you're already In that place mm-hmm. You just fall down a rabbit hole It is And know? it's very much Falling down a rabbit hole I Stick did, to Instagram man Look at pictures Yep yeah, I did a, a don't, don't read the comments nah. <laughs> But I did a, mm-hmm. Unfollow Is that a cull so basically mm-hmm. I went through every account and it took me ages but mm-hmm. I went through every account and I thought to I myself a lot. do I need to have this person on mm-hmm. and it's when I was doing this call I was like do you know what I'm the I'm not the sorry I'm unfollowing all mm-hmm. these accounts and now pretty much every person that I would say not every person but mm-hmm. most of it is all positive stuff Aye. now and it had made such a massive difference Aye. you know I think it does it's about surrounding yourself with don't get me wrong there's negativity in life you can't you can't avoid it forever and you shouldn't you should no you need to learn how to deal with it but on a bad day just you know reading a good story about a puppy's way better than something else you know it's, it's it um, is it's like you know sometimes i love going on going on and it's like dog videos like I, you know labradors that are daft they watching <laughs> and they're running about and stuff then before but before ages ago I would be following these guys who were like absolutely ripped you know really handsome guys and thinking to myself totally comparing and basically going I didn't even want to look like that (laughs) I can't look like that because um, A wasn't born with the genetics but also as well like you've not been doing it since you were 14 (laughs) and the thing is like I just thought to myself why am I putting myself through this and that was when I thought no enough's Mm. enough let's do the call and then watch all these daft Labrador videos because it's it's so funny though and then in the mornings as well get my coffee and I sit and then I will check social media but the difference between now and then is now I'll look at it and it's much more positive Um, I'm feeling much better about my day starting my day whereas before it would just be like you know somebody's fucking flying to Hong Kong <laughs> somebody's taking a picture of themselves right. on a beach in St Martin do you know what I mean it was just like this is just I, there's, why am I doing why am I, I doing this to myself I, I agree you the, know the, the last thing I would say is, in terms of helping your mental health is and this is a total plug for the Raptors as well but go join a sports Couldn't team agree but more. find the right one yeah because there's plenty of other teams that only rugby Couldn't agree out more. there doesn't matter if they're in closest or no my mate's an avid football team mm-hmm. you know just go out and try and do something mm-hmm. and find that outlet that's maybe away for your normal pals maybe mm-hmm. away for your normal life whatever it, it does help because sometimes as well you're sitting and you're desperate for a message to pop up mm-hmm. you know and when it's a group chat they'll never stop them <laughs> Did you know yeah. so there's, there's, a, there's a good balance but do that go just get out and do something it is and I think as well like you know in five months the Raptors there's so many of us now that um, it's hard to have you know personal relationships with every single person uh, it's, impossible. it's impossible but one thing that I like and find extremely helpful is that in that five months I've made connections and this would have never happened no exactly do you know what I mean I didn't have yep. met you I didn't ever I didn't never have met most of the guys that mm-hmm. I've now I now consider friends who I speak yep. to on a regular basis mm-hmm. and I also reach out to who who now also reach out to me yeah and that's something that would would not have happened unless well Ross uh, Lockerbie kind of forced me into it. Um, <laughs> so if he's listening to this, I, he's he, he actually did force it. He was like, "You need to come." And I was like, "All right." Uh, but basically, I, I agree with you. You need try and find something. You know Sometimes I mean? that person, uh, I'll no name names, but I had a um, a five minute conversation with a raptor um, before I went to Florida. And um, I was just giving them something. They, they needed something that I could get it. And I was like, there you go. Um, we had a 10 minute conversation, as you do, storming outside. We had no shoes on or anything. Mm-hmm. And we're storming. And, and as you do, you go, how are you? And they went, oh, I'm having a, 
absolutely shit week. Just mm. literally says I'm having a shit week, mental health wise, and don't think I'm going to go to training and all the rest of it. And I was like, look, can I make it better for you, whatever? Yeah. I was like, go to training. Mm-hmm. Says if you do nothing else, make yourself go to training. And I got a message for them that night going, I'm so glad you made, like you told me, just go to training. Yeah. Says because I feel better for just doing it. Mm-hmm. For just doing it. And that's no because it's Raptors training or rugby, whatever. It's just something that sometimes somebody who's no that close to you can be like, get your ass in gear. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, and Aye. it's just that wee tiny thing you think, right, I will do it. Aye. You know, it's just you just need a wee bit of it's a push. push the hardest thing is always just making that that first step. That yeah. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do whatever. Aye. Just take that first step, and it's I know that it's way easier mm-hmm. to say it than it is to do it. Of course, of course, it, it's the only thing you can do to get better. And one thing I will say is shout out to the Raptors because mm. obviously me and Jim are both members, but you know <clears throat> I'll put a link to or I'll tag the Raptors in it because mm-hmm. if there's anybody listening who is is in the area or in, is in is in Glasgow or just outside Glasgow who can make it to training. You know you're more than welcome to contact us or yep. uh, the Raptors Instagram page if you're interested in it because like we both have probably said a lot about it the night it right. has definitely helped us you know as I say now I'm a, I'm a total full kit wanker uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a totally bought in <clears throat> I don't think I've got any more questions because I think we've pretty much covered you know, quite I a lot you that, no 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 which, which is pheno- like absolutely phenomenal because the time does actually pass really quickly mm-hmm. when you're doing these types of things well, that's it aye that's, that's kind of the point I think it's when you talk to somebody who has an inkling of what you're talking about exactly it's, it takes away that awkwardness and aye. it takes away that you know because it is an awkward conversation as soon as you start talking about mental health in whatever capacity it is mm-hmm. and sometimes talking to an absolute random strangers that way easier than talking to somebody you I know. know I know um, and I know. you know reinforce that you know, that's that all it is that's all you need is somebody to just start off yep. whether it be you somebody you know somebody whatever as you say it's that in the podcast you're right and it's somebody to say no so I think we will definitely end on that but um, I think tonight's discussion I, I've absolutely enjoyed it so it has been and it's like fact you know I'll, I'll repeat it and I'll repeat it but doing this helps me so much and also as well just to remind everybody that there is help out there never ever think that you are alone please please and I'm beg I always say I will beg you reach out and speak to somebody and um, yep and I'll be back hopefully soon with well not hopefully we'll be back soon with another podcast and until then take care of yourself take care of each other if you feel like one of your pals has gone a wee bit quiet reach out always just take care of everybody be kind it doesn't cost nothing just always be kind you know be as kind as you can Be be as kind as you can and thank you so much for listening and I shall speak to you soon cheers guys so everyone that was this week's episode of Your Right Pal by me Roscoe Burns I hope you enjoyed today's episode the intro and outro music is brought to you by Laundry on the Wire by Holinzinka CC0 I've been your host Roscoe Burns and as always look out for one another look after yourself and remember you're never alone just want to say thank you so much for listening and remember and never forget there's always support all right